This is JFM Podcast. The gavel, a symbol of authority, as the whistle is to the referee. The gavel, a symbol of democracy and legislative power. The eyes have it. Tool at the plenary where all sides are x rayed, debated, and dissected. Mr. President, God will ask all of us, but you will be in the front. We bring you proceedings at the plenary, reporting the actions and inactions of the legislators, engaging in robust discussions, oversight, and representation. At the plenary, all sides are amplified their side, your side, and the issue. Be part of the nation's decision making process. Join the legislative combatants, Doris Izang and Ponsak Fanap, on J101.9 FM every Friday from 9.15 to 10 a.m. to amplify the three sides. You and the legislature can now meet at the plenary. Very good morning to you. Thank you for taking your time to join us on the program this morning. This is the plenary on J101.9 FM. Today is Friday, the 26th day of March in the year 2021. A great day for you to get up, put yourself out there and achieve whatever you want to because you can. My name is Doris Izang and I'm not doing this alone. I have my right-hand man here. Yeah, Good morning, Ponsac. Good morning, Doris. I've got a very interesting question for you this morning. Okay. I'd like to know whether today is actually a good day for you. Because we woke up this morning and um, in the news we have the GMD coming up to say that petrol may sell for 234 naira per liter, that the federal government cannot continue to pay the subsidy of 120 billion naira. It is a subsidy. Okay, he didn't actually say subsidy. But we all know that it's subsidy. Yeah, yeah, He's sure. just <laughs> running away from that. Yeah. And well, today makes it 11 days uh, since the students of Federal College of Forestry Igabi, from uh, Kaduna State, Igabi local government area, were abducted. Nothing from them yet. The uh, Erifai has said he is not going to negotiate with bandits. He's still maintaining his no negotiation policy. And um, Parents have come up actually to protest yesterday and um, they said, Erufai, please, we're begging you, just negotiate with them before these bandits kill our children. So when we look at the reality in Nigeria, I think we do not have so much to, you know, be happy for. But yeah. we should be happy and be hopeful anyway. For me, I'm happy for life. Mm -hmm. You know, this morning I woke up and I woke up pretty much early uh, today. 
and just I, you know, step outside. I saw dust just, you know, on people's roofs. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And for me, it made my morning. And, you know, I saw my car. It was due. It was like wet, you mm-hmm. know, and so uh, the roofing. Rain. Yeah. So for me, it's, uh, I, I count my, bl- I don't count, and I don't like seeing you know, the big picture when it comes to blessings. I like to see uh, them little by little, you know, are coming together. And it helps me, you know, appreciate the big picture. So, uh, but again, the news, you know, from our country is very, very uh, pathetic, especially in Kaduna State. I mean, Arofire would like to prove a point that he doesn't believe in negotiating with bandits. Hmm. But the question is, does he have security? Does he have intelligence that he controls, you know, to secure the release of the students? I mean, he should put himself in the shoes of the parents of the students who were abducted. How is he going to feel? Uh, because these parents are helpless. There's nothing that they can do. But at least Arofai has options, and that is what makes him governor. Uh, but one of his options, one option or two options that I know that he doesn't have is he can't control the DSS, for example, or any other intelligence community uh, to say that, you know, gather your intelligence, tell us where these uh, students are. And number two, he can't even control the soldiers he mm. or police even in, in, uh, even in his state. So uh, I think that the best way to save human life right now is parting with some money because human life is worth more than uh, money if, if you put it on a scale of preference. So that for me is my humble appeal to the governor of Kaduna State. All right, we're going to review top stories from the National Assembly House of Assembly around the country, Houses of Assembly across the country, and um, just to see what is happening in with the legislature. So we will begin with this very big one that is no longer news. We all know that Pasan is on strike. It commences strike on Tuesday, and they are protesting the non-implementation of the financial autonomy that is um, supposed to be gazetted and implemented already because the president has given an executive order 10. The National Assembly has autonomy, but state houses of assembly do not have, and they say they will no longer uh, continue work until the executive um, implements this autonomy. And so for Plateau states, yeah. right, they, they actually barricaded the um, assembly gate and no entry, no exit. So plenary, no um, legislative activities there for now. They are also there from um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They've been there protesting. They say they are not going to go anywhere mm. until they have, until the national body says otherwise, right? And we're looking forward to that. Even though the speaker has come up to say, he put up a statement out there to say, okay, Passan, we've heard you. He's actually also the vice chairman um, conference of speakers, speakers for yeah. North uh, uh, Zone, yeah. the Northern Zone. So he said, just down tools, just be calm. You know, but he doesn't have any there. powers to implement, for example. It's the executive that have right. that power. Uh, but he could know, negotiate, right? Well, the I, process. I don't know what the terms, you know, Passan, mm. but if it's like... Uh, autonomy of the legislature at the mm. state level it's perfect I, I, I always ask myself that why do we like you know controlling other human beings why do you like I, I mean allow these people to do their job uh, and device and it's for me mental laziness because maybe the executive are thinking that if we allow them how are you going to control them but you are not thinking okay if I allow them 
here's a better way for me to persuade them, you know, to do the things that uh, is beneficial, you know, for the common good of society. But, you know, everybody wants control because of mental laziness. So, uh, it's, and it's affecting society. It's really, you know, affecting society. I'm 100% for uh, uh, legislative uh, autonomy at the uh, state level. 100%. It is a good thing because it's going to make the House more vibrant, mm-hmm. you know, even. If the Speaker is messing up, they impeached him. Impeach him. If any principal officer, they impeach him. They just show him uh, the way out, for example. Good thing we have our guest today to talk to us about everything that is going on and we'll, know, we'll come up to date with um, this story. But in the meantime, let's just talk about Ekiti State. Very sadly, I find this very, very sad and discouraging because INEC has suspended um, the Ekiti East uh, one constituency, st- state constituency so, yeah, election that was built to hold on the 20th of March, but it was suspended indefinitely because it was marked by violence. I mean, three people dead over elections. Yeah. What does it now say for 2023 if we, we are recording violence at the stage? Let's even, you know, uh, because Anambara is going to have off-season election this mm-hmm. year. I think that will be November, October. So uh, let's wait and see. But it just shows you the temper Everybody is losing uh, their sense of tolerance, you know. Everybody is losing their sense of patience in this society because Mm -hmm. the government has dared and pushed its citizens, you know, to the wall. But if the government, you know, was doing the right thing, I mean, nobody is going to care about, you know, a violence election. People will say elections, no be war. It's just for me to go and choose my leader. But see how, you know, deliberately the government has pushed people to the wall. And look at how people are revolting right now. I, I just hope hope that the off-season election in Anambra State were not going to record this. And of course, you know, saluting the courage of the judiciary because the guy that, uh, the man that, you know, murdered that uh, PDP woman's leader in Kogisti mm-hmm. was sentenced to, I think, 12 years imprisonment or I've, I've forgotten the uh, jail term. So for me, that is a good thing, you know, uh, and victory for democracy, I would say. Okay, that vacancy came as a result of the death of the member representing that constituency, mm-hmm. of late Adibui Amos. And um, we know that political parties have signed peace accord. Does that mean it doesn't have? It doesn't carry any weight. It doesn't mean anything because it's their we, followers. <laughs> their followers. You know, it's just a sad, sad, sad thing. Well, let us talk about this. Reps approve the establishment of more orthopedic hospitals in Edo, Plateau, and Taraba State. And we know that the champion of this bill is our very own, the Deputy Speaker of the House of Representatives, in person of Ahmed. Wasi. Yeah. And um, since this news came out, uh, people have been applauding him. And FMC forgetting Wasi. FMC Wasi as, as well. well yeah. Forgetting what he did. Something like, uh, will I say, forgiving him for what he did last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, well, well then, people say that it was uh, deliberate, but for me, I said that. How deliberate? To make no, the people news. say that it's mistake. Mistake. Uh, yeah, but for me, I'm, you know, my view is that uh, Majid did what he did deliberately because, uh, look, He's there not because he's from Wasi, but he's there, you know, on the ticket of North Central. Mm-hmm. And Benue State is in North Central, for God's sake. Even if you don't have anything to say, you say, okay, I've heard you. I'm going to, I welcome the petition. Let's channel it to uh, the House Committee on Public Petition, you know, uh, to listen to the merit, you know, of that petition, for example. But he didn't do that. Well, we know that when Badabi Amila presided over, he actually accepted the petition. With an apology. With, yeah. Okay, now, um, just to give you further details about this, the, the House of Representatives has approved the establishment of orthopedic hospitals in Benin, Edo State, Joss Plateau State, and Dalingo in 
in Taraba State. The established bills were read for the third time and approved by the House as presented by the Deputy Speaker Ahmed Wasi of APC Plateau on Thursday. Actually, this bill came first in July of 2019 and um, it is now here for us in 2020. Sorry. I just hope that the President was sent to that, but uh, it's very good. If you look at the, as the states are strategic, Edo is uh, very strategic in the south-south, mm-hmm. Plateau in the north. In fact, Plateau is like the gateway of, you know, the south, you know, with the north. And even Taraba, you know, north uh, is, so for me, it's, it's, it's a welcome development. And I'm a bit shocked that in the whole of Nigeria, with a population of 200 million people, we have, before this is established now, we have three, only three orthopedic hospitals. Government-owned. Government-owned yeah. uh, orthopedic hospitals in the country, which mm. does not say so well. But then we have three more or so added, which yeah. is good. So Six. we're looking forward to the establishment of that. We now move on very, very quickly to this one, which says reps to investigate $1.5 billion for tackled rehabilitation cost. Phil, 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 that is what it is. Well, this government came and promised us four refineries in four years. We're going to rehabilitate all the other ones that are not working. We would start doing our own thing in the country. But well, this the, is what we have now. Yeah, the vice president once said that uh, when he visited Niger Delta, said the modular refineries government is going to adopt mm-hmm. that. Um, people who are my, um, refining crude oil illegally said they are going to be co-opted so that uh, the government will recognize them. But, you know, the same government is coming out to give $1.5 billion U.S. dollars. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely doesn't make sense. But Abiyamila said during plenary this week, he said that it is at normal for Nigeria, for Nigerian passports to be produced outside the country. And I say, is it not more abnormal that we produce oil here and we still uh, export it? And different, we, I mean... Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> exactly. Well, our guest is here and we're delighted to have him again. He is the member representing Riom State constituency in the Plateau State House of Assembly and we will be talking about a lot of things concerning Plateau State that is affecting you and I and we're glad to have him to shed more light. Good morning and welcome on the show. Good morning, viewers. Good morning, uh, Concerned. Uh, Welcome. Now, if you're just joining us, well, the program is The Plenary, and we have a post on Facebook and, and on Twitter. You can go on our Twitter page. It is at GFM Just. Facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Just and join the conversation. Drop your comment. Because we are going to talk about one thing I, I think is a renewed concern. People are now concerned. I think more than ever about the Lalong Legacy Project. What is happening? They are saying Blenison, there's a squabble between Blenison and uh, the state government. The executive, let me just put it like that. Yeah, well, the PDP came out, you know, bickering the mm-hmm. APC saying, in fact, th- just this morning, the PDP put out a statement uh, by its uh, state publicity secretary, you know, Akans, you know, making some clarification over the uh, revoking of the Lalong Legacy project, mm. which initially, according to figures, you know, 69 billion, it was reviewed to 49, then reviewed downward to 
29 but uh where we are now is that it is completely revoked hmm. well our guest is actually the chairman house committee on housing and urban development and i know he has been overseeing this project i would like to from his supervision inspections and all would like him to educate us tell us what we need to know about this project where are they i, I think people are concerned also about where the projects are how many projects are going on where are they because some people say we do not see anything so tell us where the projects are how many overall and what is the issue what is the squabble between the construction firm and the executive thank you very much uh, you're welcome I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to uh, also air my views on the issues that concerns us as a state and especially on my own um, uh, committee, which I chair in the State House of Assembly, uh, the House Committee on Housing and Urban Development. Uh, issues that concerns the Lalong Legacy Project, which uh, I have uh, so much talked about in this place and many other places. I have actually I had so much concern about this project because I consider it to be the major uh, projects that which this government, this administration, is carrying on right now. And my concern has always been that this project should not be abandoned. If you remember, I've said this many times here. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time we went, I think I've gone around about four times. And if you're going around the Lalon Legacy project, it's like you're going around uh, the whole plateau state. You go to every local crannings of the state. Oh, so the, the project, pro uh, project is in every local government? Yeah, they're in every local government. Okay. Only Shandamda has three. Three, okay. Yes. Only Shandamda. Okay. Shandamda has three and okay. uh, some other ones. But there are all 20 projects uh, no. all in all. And uh, Lantang South is yet to uh, kickstart. Uh, the issue about the Lalon Legacy project when we came in, and uh, we inherited the project being uh, already been awarded. It was supposed to be an investment, which the, the investor is supposed to bring his money, invest into the project, and then he will be paid in like 25 years. That uh, uh, 59 billion you're talking about, you know, be paid in uh, 20, 25 years. That is uh, giving him the uh, ISPO of um, 199 billion, a million, I mean, every month. That would uh, amount to that amount without a figure of. Uh, 59 billion. But something happened. That, that is uh, in 25 years. 190 yes. million ISPO in 25 years. Yes. Wow. Um, but uh, something happened along the way that maybe the people who conceived the project, the, 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 the program, uh, now came to their senses and failed. Look, which government will come and want to continue paying liabilities of other government? So they failed. Uh, we should reduce it to. A number of years that we are sure we'll be able to pay and then that's why uh, the project was reviewed and was brought down to <coughs> the figure you just talked about uh, about 29 billion or so. yeah 29. Uh, but as it is right now the state house of assembly we have not received a document to that regard i have mm. done everything as a chairman house committee on house to get those documents to you know to 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 uh, get a resolution on those documents but we haven't uh, received that as it is so I can't speak on what I have not seen. Mm. But in my own efforts, I tried everything possible to ensure that uh, the work is being done as to specifications. I went around and I discovered that there is no government presence in all of those projects. What do you mean by that? What I mean is that there should be a supervisory team 
Oh. From the ministry, from the uh, Ministry of Housing, which, mm. which is the Sylvester Ministry. Ministry, okay. But it's like the Ministry of uh, Finance, who were the uh, host ministry, were just handling the, the project, and you, they don't know much about anything about uh, construction. So they do not see the need for them to go to site to supervise this work. Either it's been done according to the specification or not. And that's why we raised the alarm, if you remember, here. Yeah, came, yeah, yeah. I said, sure. I, we ordered for the work to stop, that until the supervisory ministry uh, are been sent to site and we have their presence and they will be able to monitor and uh, supervise the project, let no work be done. And actually, I want to thank God that that actually worked. And they had to stop and they had to, uh, based on the, 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 the contract agreement, the contractor now, who was a, an investor, had to fund the supervisory ministry, has to finance them to go back to site. And we now have almost uh, on every site <coughs> supervisory team from the Ministry of Housing. And I think it's because of that that the supervisory side now discover the uh, anomalies of a contractor. Or we discover that so even if they hadn't gone, you know, in the first place, you know, yes. the contractor will do what he likes He'll and do what go. he likes and build whatever he wants to build. Hmm. And go after actually if you are the one, you're given a free hand to do whatever you want to do, you will do that. And so I think that is what possibly is pushing to this revocation now. Because as it is right now, uh, we are still investigating. So I may not want to talk much about it. Mm -hmm. okay. Issues that are raised by PDP, issues that are raised by other individuals that which they have discovered their own reasons for why government is trying to revoke or maybe is revoking this project. Mm. But to me, I feel that um, the supervisory ministry now discover that this work is not being done as it should. And they feel, look, if we don't do something now, there will be a problem, the structures will be built and then uh, will not be used for, uh, be, uh, of good for any use any longer. So do you have fears that uh, this legacy project with this re uh, revoking will be end up being uh, a bundle project? That is my greatest fear. Hmm. That is my greatest fear. And that is the reason why I have keep, I kept uh, talking about it, even when they're talking about rescoping, when they're talking about some reformation about the project. Hmm. I My fear has been that let us not get into some uh, legal issues and some uh, litigations mm. that will make this project be abandoned at the end of the day. And let me tell you, if this is done, it's a great loss to Plateau people. It's a great loss to Plateau people and to all of us in the state because a huge amount of money that has gone into this will become useless. Okay. Because we, I, don't, I don't foresee any government in future coming to continue with this mm. if it's not done now and completed now. All right, let us talk about another concern of the pu public, Plastema. The poly uh, state polytechnics, ASHIP, have actually gone on, on a warning strike, and um, they are built to go on a full-fledged strike in April. Now the concern is that one of the demands, Plastema State Chapter, is that they are protesting the illegal or compulsory deduction in their salaries concerning this Plastema, that is Plastema State Health uh, management agency and they said they were not informed they did not know and all they came to see is that there was a deduction from their salary now the question is what happened during, during uh, public hearing because this bill actually went through all the process first reading second reading public hearing third reading and then it was sent to the governor for for assent so what happened why are they saying that they do not they were not aware of this nobody told them about the deduction and should it not be um voluntary should it be compulsory 
Okay. I, anyway, my plus chima is a product of legislature, mm-hmm. and uh, which I I think uh, it's a law that was passed during the nine the eight assembly. So I can't I can't tell exactly what happened during play, the public uh, plenary hearing. or maybe uh, public hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I as as far as I'm concerned, the plateau sales of assembly will not pass any law without inviting all the relevant uh, persons or organizations to come and also deliberate and bring their input into it. Mm. I'm sure it was well taken care of. I don't think the problem is with the law, but the problem is with um, the advocacy, or maybe okay. trying to create awareness about what uh, Plastema is all about. If you, uh, you want people to invest uh, in health insurance, and then it's a thing that is new to us, I feel that uh, the ministry or the agency would have taken enough time to educate people and to let people understand before any deductions would be done. And I think uh, it's not, not, not they're not being fair to plateau people. That you just sit down and see that your salary is being slashed and then you try to ask questions before they now tell you this is the reason. It's not right. And we should not make such uh, policies be mandatory to everyone. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, but, you know, there's this issue of universal health coverage for all. Yes. Universal health coverage for all, but it has to be gradual. It has to be in such that the people have to get to understand what it actually means and why they are making the contribution for. Mm. And then uh, uh, there are situations that you have a husband and wife working in the same government and they are making deduction in both sides. Yes. If you are saying uh, we also need to contribute to social welfare of others who are in it, but people must be willing to do that. You don't enforce it on people to do that. Okay. And then the explanation should be met well. Okay. Um, it says that the Plateau State Contributory Healthcare Management Agency, Plaschema, is a corporate body established by the state government in June 2020. 2019, rather. It is saddled with the responsibility of ensuring that all people have access to needed promotive, preventive, curative, and rehabilitative health service of sufficient quality while ensuring that people do not suffer financial hardship when paying for services. So has this now... um, Given Sukkot to the problem now, or it has aggravated it, well, we are going to look at what will happen, whether there is uh, negotiations going on with uh, the state government to see that this actually is reverted, or uh, the ASUP now is, is brought to speed and understand why these deductions are made. Until then, we'll keep on you know, following that story. Let us now talk about this one, this story that... <laughs> I'd say controversial or because there's allegations coming up, many allegations coming up as regards this changing of the House rule, amendment of the House rules. There are so many allegations. I would just like to know what House rules have been changed and what is the implication of this change that has been made because we knew that sometimes like at plenary, the House rules were amended, even though it was rowdy, it was just... Well, uh, to me, because I was there and the body language, I did not understand. It was like a monkey business no, in, in <laughs> monkey business in Ponsac's words. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to understand what house rules were changed and what's the implication for the legislator in Plattis State. Anyway, uh, um, Doris, the issues about the house rule, I don't think I'll be able to give you details because the process and procedures 
uh, that should have been taken to change those house rules were not well taken. Uh, for instance, a committee would have been set up and the committee would be able to see uh, needs to change certain uh, rules and then the, um, the house would have been informed on certain uh, changes that would be made mm. and everyone should give his input about it and then uh, that is when we would all get to know which house rule is being changed. I understand that, yeah, it's a document that either you like it or not, there are errors in a document that needs to be corrected and there are things that are missing. And I think the major one, which is the most controversial issue, is that uh, the issue of the impeachment of uh, the presiding officers, which was not uh, was a little bit silenced in the House rule, mm. how the procedures towards the, the impeachment. And uh, I think some people feel um, they used the opportunity, that opportunity to also put in uh, some procedures that they feel are more suitable to them in the process of uh, impeachment of the speaker or, or the deputy speaker. Uh, but I feel it's not, it's not uh, I, 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 to me, I feel that is just a waste of time. You feel that that is, you know, like uh, strangulating democracy at no, the... No, at all. It's, it's, just, uh, it's just an attempt to do that, but it's not uh, in the real sense. Okay. It cannot uh, work. Because it can't work because the house rule are just uh, some uh, 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 documents that guides the conduct of the house. They do not supersede the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. And uh, that attempt they try to make is noel and void by the provision of the Constitution. Okay. All right. Our guest this morning is the member representing Riyom State Constituency in the Plateau State House of Assembly, and we're talking about issues that concerns you and I, and his... He's shed more, more light on all those gray areas that needed light, okay? So we want you, we want to hear from you. We're going to take uh, comments from Facebook right now. Calls, we've been seeing your calls, but please, we're going to take it very shortly. Time is running out, and we yeah. have to make good use of it. On that? Facebook, Ice King Broadcast, okay, we acknowledge the picture you shared with us. Haji Slim, Haji Slim saying, this government, God will ask them more. Kelly K. Tenai saying, what legacy project did the governor have in his honor at Rickles? Because I leave them. Comrade Victor S. Mangwe saying, Nigerians cannot con- continue to get the uh, oil price serious. Okay, I don't understand. Ajasin Dan Kubeji saying, what a country. Planks Plankadi saying, to be honest, we don't have a government in this country. We are just in the hands of businessmen pushing their profit margin. Chamak Gilchwad Wiep is saying, what is Lalong Legacy Project for people of Blangtang South since resumption in office? Olubube Esobwe is saying, each day one ugly story. You must testify good God goodness in this same country, in this same Nigeria, whether the devil like you or not. Okay, thank you. Dimas Balai is saying, if at all we have hope, then this is, uh, then it's not under this administration. What a country, what a people. Uh, Joseph Andy saying, please can't see. Okay, thank you. We're going to work on that. Amos NNJ saying, uh, most times I wonder what kind of country we live in. Issues keep getting worse every day. Our leaders don't have the masses at heart. God will judge them. Emmanuel Mweri, how do you say, let this APC government remember their campaign promises. Uh, they said, well, we'll sell at 45 naira per liter, but reverse is the case. Stevens Ashom is saying, it's quite unfortunate. 
that this present administration always think the best way to cut down cost of living has to do with the salaries of civil servants when their salaries is a pie, peanut uh, compared to politicians. What a selfish generation. Uh, okay. Yalwa Paul Dakop is saying, what is happening in Nigeria today is a deliberate effort by this administration to make sure they widen the gap between the poor and the elites. Uh, the more this government gave us promises that in fulfill even one rather inflicting hardship on Nigerians, I advise well-meaning Nigerians to wise up, especially during 2023 election. Bahamas Yakub is saying, I suggest you invite the leadership of the ruling APC to your studio one day so that you remind them of their promises to Nigerians before the 2015 and 2019. Mm. Okay, Joseph Andy saying, it's high time Nigeria take to the street to protest because this PMB-led government don't care about the common man who pay through their nose just to survive. How can Nigerians be paying so much to buy fuel? Uh, they don't feel it uh, because they are flexing on taxpayers' money. Okay, on Twitter, we've got this one from at Bazi John, which says, Good morning, JFM. When will terminus markets going to be repaired? Please, Mr. Governor, do not start what you cannot finish. Is Genta part of Plati State? If yes, then why is the governor, why is it that the governor does not want to repair our road? Okay, before we let our guest um, respond to these, we'll take one call. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, Paul Sack and Doris. Good morning to you. What's your name and where are you calling us from? These are Jews from T. Joshua. Okay, go ahead. Very quickly. My sister, seconds. the government of the day, they fail us willfully. They fail the country. The, no, any, any achievement they, 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 at least they achieve during this day, and, and the, it's almost over. It's just a matter of 70 something uh, or 700 and something days left for them in the office. There is no insecurity factor in infrastructure, everything. Honestly speaking, this government, the promises they made to us to start with security, what are we getting? Education, what are we getting? Is it hunger all over the land? A common measure of, of Gary is 415 era in this administration. This is 700. Common, common Many things have already gone wrong in this country. Nothing, nothing to show sure about. Thank God you. God bless you, my sister. Thank you. Have a good day. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. What's your name and where are you calling us from? This is Tanza Karia, all the way from there. Thank you for joining us. Let's hear you very quickly. Yes, I hear your guest there. He's talking about um, reading the project of uh, the, this present government. I, I, I don't, I'm in South now, I don't know of my own. And like my, my, my resident, he doesn't have anything of dividends of this democracy. Even my locality now, we don't, there's no any type of water that located within our residence. As I'm talking to you now, right inside the chief palace of the district head of guests, we have no type of water that gets into the cold the house of the district head, as I'm talking to you now. If you can call, even our roof is dust. We have no any dividends of this democracy. And I hear him say that the, the, gov the government has tried. For me, I don't know any of his investment or any of 
his project locating within my local government. Thank Can you. Can he give us at least the, 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 the list of some so that we will have the idea of it? He'll sure do that. Keep listening. Thank you for All right. calling. All right. Okay. Yeah, well, the guest didn't say the government has the government. <laughs> but, uh, yes. well, you need to respond. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think uh, maybe Pam's career was not actually listening to yes. us. Yes, mm. yeah. If you will say that me, I say that the government have tried. Uh, all I said about this legacy project is that the, I feel that this is the only legacy, the only, the major project of this administration. That's to tell you that they have not tried in any way. And the location for the one in Just South is the primary school just beside the, the secretariat of Just South. That primary school that was built, a modern primary mm. school. So I want to say that I am among those who felt that this government, though I am part of it, the government need to apologize to Plateau people because the government came That is the APC-led administration. administration. Okay. We came into place, we saw the massive development, the massive infrastructural development by the past administration, mm -hmm. and which Plateau people were all expecting to see a lot of it happen, mm -hmm. or even more. But to the reverse, we're seeing that as if nothing has happened, just like Pam said, if you go to our localities, all the projects that uh, we can start by the past administration are abandoned. Mm. And then they decided on their own on what they want to do to the people. This legacy project we're talking about, it's not the yearnings or the desire of the people. The, the projects that are located, primary schools, secondary schools, hospitals, in some places the hospitals are still the same hospitals that the people have in those locations, that which the old one would have just been renovated and then we save the money for other use, like the roads infrastructure. But I don't know what actually came on them is since um, uh, the beginning of this administration, they decided on this massive project, which up to now, almost eight years now, mm -hmm. is lingering uh, without ending. I feel uh, I'm in the same page with him to say that, look, we, we have failed people as a government. Mm -hmm. Okay, more calls coming in. Hello, good morning. Hello? Okay, please do call us back. Hello, good morning. Do call us back. Number you can reach us on 09055666699 or you could reach us on 09098848848. Hello, good morning. Are you there? my friend. Good morning. What's your name? Where are you yeah. calling us from? Yeah, I'm Mati from Bukulo called the voice of the mouth. Thank you for Thank calling you in. gentleman for your studio. Shop, shop, because of my father. My man, I had on news and I had clear. I want to interview you. are asking students to pay 4000 for health insurance scheme. Is it constitutional? Because I know very well that it's the duty of the government to provide free positive health services to every student from primary one to high institution. And if you go to the, the, the constitution of UNICEF, you have a provision that every student should benefit free education, free, uh, free health, from primary school to high institution. Why should Plateau State pay health services, health insurance scheme uh. in high institutions? Why? Does it mean the government are going to responsibility? I want to pay that one. The issue of a report that some contract was revoked because the contractor is used to give feedback. I want to clear that issue. And if it's not true, why not the government of Yalaman challenge who would have made that statement in the court? Because that is the image of image. Why
why are you not talking about court? Court, the challenge that those report because when the report is made and it's fake, I mean, we should be able to make it clear to the citizens. We should be able to live above that issue. Last year, the corrupt construction from the Secretary Johnson to can you tell us this really figure that has been spent so far on that route and why that road is not completed up to now? Because that route is not completed. How much have you so far spent? It's a public fund we need to know. I can tell you this. It's our goal. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Keep listening. All right. Um, I mean, time is against us. We cannot pick any more calls. But then we'll give one last chance to our guests to respond to all of these that the last caller raised Actually, the last caller, I didn't get his uh, name point. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, the okay. first point he tried to raise about a student paying 4000 Yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. actually understand what he means. Yeah. Uh, but talking about the, the revocation of uh, the Lalong Legacy Project, and either because for the purpose that uh, they, they refused to give back, the contractor refused to give back some kick money, back, yeah. kick back to uh, government, uh, I can't uh, actually say that is true or not because just like I said from the beginning, we are still investigating that. There are allegations that are raised by other persons and we want to know uh, what the fact is about uh, those allegations. Mm. And if actually that is true, then it's not good. Uh, to me, reasons which I know and I feel they could be the reasons are that maybe the contract is not, the, 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 the work is not being done as it should. And then the subcontractors are not being given attention because I know about that very well. Mm. That subcontractors which are being used by two indigents are not given uh, their, their monies at a due time. After they have invested the money, some of them lost their life as a cause of it. Mm. Those are some of the allegations that uh, we are beginning to get from the... All right. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. Thank you. And I believe more investigation on the way. It yeah. won't just stop here. So we, we actually have hope that the House Committee will do its job. Thank you so much for staying till now. Keep listening to J101.9 FM and stay safe. Bye. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.